Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the College to Pro.com NFL Draft Blast. of the C2P. I am your show host, Bo Marchant, and as always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us as we bring you the next collection of tomorrow's 2020 NFL Draft Stars, and we bring them to you today here on the C2P platform, powered by Apple Music, iTunes, and Blog Talk Radio, all opportunities to download and listen to our featured guests. Today's guest hails from Arizona State, the Sun Devils standout, Cole Cabral. He was also down at the East-West Shrine game. And then that jettisoned him down to the NFL scouting combine where he got to do his thing once again in front of all these scouts, coaches, and GMs. But with that said, Cole, welcome to the program. How's this afternoon treating you? I'm doing good. It's a, a nice sunny day out in Arizona right now. <laughs> good, good for you. Uh, well, it's, a, it's, it's becoming a sunny day here in Ohio. We're usually accustomed to clouds. Okay. Um, but you hey, I me. Mean, You've been a busy man these last few months. You got to go down to St. Pete. You got to be in the Shrine game. You did so well there mm-hmm. that scouts wanted to see it in the combine. What was it like just, you know, getting down to, you know, the Shrine game and, and just letting these scouts know you as a man, this is not the guy that they see on tape. You know what it's like. I mean, you're at the Tradewinds Hotel. You see all these interviews going on. You're probably one of those guys doing the same thing. What was that like for you? Um, it was awesome. I mean, the – to just see all the, the, the controlled chaos in a way um, with them trying to, to <laughs> grab you in between meetings and um, text you like, hey, we, we got an opening. Uh, are you free right now? Um, being able to see all that, and it was kind of awesome and see what a lot of greats have gone through uh, in front of me in years past to just be walking the same uh, line as them. Definitely. And then, you get to, and then you get to go down to the combine and probably a little bit, not mm-hmm. such of a, Maybe a shocking moment because you already kind of went through the gauntlet down at the Shrine game. Um, now, I know nobody's ever happy, but, I mean, were you pretty pleased? I mean, everybody always wants to do better, but with your combine numbers and just being there and your interviews, were you happy with everything? So, for me, I wasn't able to do a lot of the field stuff um, just because of some uh, net, something, uh, some injuries I'd had a couple of weeks or days out from the um, combine. But I was very happy with all the meetings I had, all the interaction, all the interactions I had with all the coaches. Um, and just being able to get to know them and let them get to know me um, as someone who they're going to – as a trustworthy person and is someone very down-to-earth and uh, is easy to talk to. And, 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 you've, and you've done so many positive things with the Sun Devils. I mean, you, you really emerged as one of the top guys at your position. Um, when you arrive, when do you, guys, when do you get the sense that what you're doing on a Saturday at Arizona State can allow you this opportunity? I mean, do you start having – great games against other great opponents do the coaches keep saying hey Cole you know you we see something special in you how do you get that real sense that you know the NFL is going to be an opportunity for you at the end of your collegiate career um I mean for us it was very early on um I mean I was put in a situation where I was able to get on the field very early um and compete against very high level guys that are playing in the pack and out of conference and being able to go 
head up with them week in and week out is uh is something that was very important to me and I think ended up kind of uh jump starting my career with Arizona State and this whole process. Um and then going into year two is um having a, a new staff come in and them start naming guys of who they've coached who I remind them of and they're guys that are first round award winners. Um and it's like, oh crap, okay, you, you guys see me in that same position that's um kinda eye opening. You're like, oh you start scratching the back of your head, like am I really have the capabilities <laughs> of being that next guy? <laughs> and, and 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 starting so much as a I mean, were you a four year letterman? I was. Man man Cole, that's that's darn impressive, especially when you're talking Pac twelve football, man. Uh, that's that's impressive, impressive stuff. Four year letterman, man. Not too many guys do that. How proud are you of that? Oh, I'm it's one of those things that I get to look back on now with uh, my time being done there and it's like holy crap, uh the, some of the names that go with it um, that have come out of Arizona State and when uh, at the end of the season a lot of the all-decade teams were coming out from all of our uh, beat reporters and writers and seeing my name up there with guys that are total amount of career starts and how I'm a top uh, um, top three or top four in career starts as an offensive lineman at Arizona State and some of the guys that were that had beat me by a couple games and what they're still doing and playing in the league now is uh, is crazy to see. That's awesome stuff. Once again, Cole Cabral, the standout from Arizona State, kind enough to take some time and join us here on the C2P as we break down what this young man brings to the next level. Now, I'm curious, um, for you, I mean, growing up, were you the bigger kid and were you the more athletic kid doing the sports that you were doing? Um, yeah, so I was always kind of bigger. Um for a while throughout my childhood, uh, I was a little bit much on the bigger, uh, the Husky side of everything. So I wasn't very big and I was big, but just kind of slow and just stocky. Um, but I think a lot of my, um, attributes and athleticism came from not even me playing football, but playing baseball as a, being a bigger guy as a catcher, I was kind of the one guy who was out of position on the field the most, but it ended up giving me the jump start on my feet of being able to have quick feet and move around. Um, and be agile enough and flexible in my hips that once I started getting older and started getting into football and I started losing some weight and putting the strength on the right way and the weight on the right way, it just carried over really well. Oh, that's excellent. So, so when do you, when do you kind of start putting baseball on the back burner and, you know, know that football is going to be the sport that, you know, gets you in the college and, you know, puts you in the spot where we're on the phone today? Um, for me, it was my – following my se- or sophomore season of baseball um, had a couple times throughout the year football made its way in ball diamond where someone kind of crossed paths with me and I didn't think twice of moving out of the way of him um, and just kind of lowered my shoulder and ran through him and didn't think anything of it. Um, and then going back out on the field with me being the last out of a, a couple of those ones going back out and having an umpire sit right behind me and goes, you know, the only reason I didn't toss you for that is because you've been really good at protecting me and, uh, keeping me dry or keeping me clean back here with all the foul balls and balls in the dirt. And I didn't want to have that go away, but I am giving you this warning that if you do that again, or you do that somewhere else, there's other umpires that might just toss you because uh, he's like, I know you play football and that's just instinct, but they're not going to want to hear the story or the, the spiel about it. They're just going to ring you for it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a great story, man. That's, that's good stuff. 
Uh, so, so you start doing your thing for your letterman. I mean, all the accolades. I mean, all the all-star stuff. I mean, with the Shrine Game and the Combine. I mean, you got the arrows definitely pointed in the right direction as we're so close to this 2020 draft. Um, for you, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you think these teams love about you? I mean, if you're in the film room with them, they're breaking down tape. What do you think they love about you? What are those hallmark home run um, abilities that they're going to say, man, we got to bring Cole on that 53-man roster? Um, I think for me, there's a few things. And at first of it being that I'm a very versatile guy. I mean, I've played almost every position across the board. I mean, I was a year, I spent my first year as a starter at left tackle. Um, and then f- the following year moved into center and having a completely different switch, but being able to really understand the game and how structures and everything dictate an entire defense and being able to read a defense. And then going into my senior year with being a, uh, guy who kind of flipped around in spots where the team needed me with starting the year at left tackle and then moving back inside and it showed my uh, versatility to be able to, to kick out anywhere um, and then going into the, the shrine game playing guard and tackle or not, uh, guard and center that whole week um, that I can make a switch just on the, the knot of a, a day or someone goes down in practice and I have no problem making a switch like that and still be able to, to keep the pace of not taking a step back and be able to keep the, uh, the momentum moving forward and get everything rolling the right way. Nice. Do you enjoy one position, I mean, among more than any others, or you just you just love all, you know, no matter where you're at? Um, I mean, I have a love for the entire offensive line, but I, for me, I, I enjoy being inside um, because it, it's like playing in a phone booth. Um, I mean, it's a real grimy and hands-on, very physical fight inside. But at the same time, I, I have, like, this entire internal love for playing out on the edge of being at tackle where you're you're asked to do things very solely by yourself um, and being tasked with getting that job done. And if you don't get it done, it, it, nothing happens. Um, but being able to take another man by yourself and just move him off the point or completely shut him down or take him out of the game is something that I think is uh, – uh, one of those things that I love because it, there's no help from anyone else, but you're doing it by yourself. Yeah, definitely. And, and when I know when I'm scouting games, I got the binoculars on, guys. I love watching the offensive line. My favorite position to watch. And when I find a, a nasty guy that's, you know, just say the play's going to the left and this guy's pulling right or something and you follow the play mm-hmm. and, you know, you know, to the whistle and, you know, you get, you know, just that, you know, an extra slap to the helmet or just all that nasty yep. stuff that nobody's oh, really yeah. paying attention to. Uh, I love that. I mean, I do. I love it. And sometimes it actually it hurts me, Cole, because I'm supposed to be taking notes on other things, but I just get caught up in watching that because I just enjoy it. Um, how about this oh, one? Yeah. I mean, you know, now there's nothing that these scouts can't know about you at this point. But, I mean, mm-hmm. this is your show. I know they listen in. Is there anything that these guys didn't need to know about that they may not know about at this point that could help you improve your draft stock? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I've checked every box off. I mean, I think the one thing for them is I'm always going to find a way to find a way to win and everything. Um, whether it's like now being quarantined and finding things to do, whether it be hiking, doing at home body workouts, I'm always going to find some way to win or being out on the field, doing extra little work. Um, there's nothing I ever, I ever leave up for granted or leave up for uh, interpretation. I'm always going to answer the question or take any doubt that anyone's going to have out of their mind. <laughs> That's excellent, and I'm I'm sure your phone was ringing off the hook. Different agencies wanting to represented you, but you know you're with IHC. 
Um, what was it like mm-hmm. signing with them, and how did you know that they were the right fit for you? Um, yeah, I mean, it, for me, it was it started very early on. Uh, the start of my junior year was talking to agencies and getting to know them, and for me, it was really just kind of being able to sit down, talk to them, and feel comfortable with I'm putting my life in, in, essentially in their hands to to represent me and everything that I want to do off the field um, and get me in the best situation where it's making a trade or um, my contract's up for either an extension or a new contract and knowing that they're going to have my best interest in mind and my family's at, at, at heart too. And so being able to have them in my corner, I just felt so comfortable with them from the first meeting I had with them. I was like, okay, I, I can see myself in 15 years that I, I've had a great career and now they're the ones representing me and I'm done on the field and they're still taking care of me. They're still finding ways to, to get me endorsements or, or make money off the field. And it's, I, I just kind of fell in love with it and then getting to know them more now that I've signed with them and really be able to get to know them. It's like, I have no doubts with who I signed with and the fact that they're going to be great guys 10 years down the road, that there'll be guys that are going to be in my wedding. Um, they'll they'll be at all the family functions this and that because uh they are family to me now and being able to to have that relationship with them i think is very special that's excellent and that's and that's what you want it's such a critical choice and uh when you feel that kind of bond and you just said i mean that it just makes everything that much easier when you have the trust a mutual mm-hmm. trust and such an important thing oh, yeah. um cole we are almost out of time but we always like to have some fun at the end of the show we call it three and out mm-hmm. um a few off the wall questions you ready to take a shot with some of those okay Sure. All right. Now, Herman Edwards is an iconic coach. Um, mm-hmm. Who does the best impersonation of Coach Edwards, and would they do it in front of him? Um, yes. Um, one of our wide receivers, Ryan Newsom, who's a guy who actually uh, is in, the, in this draft class with us. Um, but he's one of those guys that could do interpretations of almost everybody. Um, I mean, with our <laughs> old staff, he had some uh, some great interpretations of – they sounded exactly the same um, as the coaches did. Um, and I think with Herm, he kind of shies away with trying to put Herm on the spotlight like that. Because um, he, I mean, for as well as he does in front of a camera, he hates to be in front of a camera. Um, so I, I think trying to keep as much attention off of him as he could. But when it comes time to making a joke or you're sitting in meetings, he has a, he's got the best interpretation of him. <laughs> That's excellent. How about this one? Offensive linemen are usually the bigger guys on the team. Could be you or uh-huh. a Sun Devil teammate. Who's the biggest eater on that offensive line unit? And what was the probably the biggest, craziest move you've ever seen one of those guys put down? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely up there in that category of eaters. Um, most of the group <laughs> can attest to that one. Like, I'll just order thirty dollars worth of food, and they just look at me crazy, and it's like, oh yeah, it's I'm gonna I'm gonna eat all of it. Like, I needed it. Uh, but there's one guy who uh, who tops me in that and. Um, he's one of my best, one of my best friends and I've, I've known him forever. Um, but Jarrett Bell, I mean, I've watched this guy when on recruiting dinners, um, at the steakhouse we go to, like it's, it's tradition for any O-lineman recruit and the O-line have to order the, the 44 ounce tomahawk. And I swear he ate the, the damn thing in like five minutes. I got mine. I'm like a quarter of the way through and I look over and he's eating all the, the meat that he can off the bone. He's asking, he's like, anyone else not going to eat theirs? And, like holy crap! Wow. How did you do that that quick? That's 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 pretty impressive. That's that's impressive. The final one, kind of still sticking with food. Um, the weekend of the draft, week of the draft. Um, I'm sure you're going to be with family and friends as you celebrate this special day. 
who's the best cook mm-hmm. in your family, and what would you like that person to have prepared as you kind of celebrate your next journey of your football life? Oh, crap. Um, I, I think everyone in my family is such a great cook. I mean, my mom cooked everything when we were kids. So did my grandma. Um, my dad was the barbecue guy. So, I mean, it's, I'm, I think I'm going to take a piece from each and one of them uh, with my, my grandma making uh, her uh, cream corn pancakes for breakfast. Um, my mom making uh, oof, for lunch. I'm going to go with uh, her homemade spaghetti for lunch. Um, I mean, meat and sauce sit in the crock pot for hours on end before it's even ready. She's like, no, you can't touch it. You can't take the lid off it. It's not ready yet. Um, and then let my uh, let my dad go to work on a brisket or a, a tri-tip for dinner. Dude, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak my way over to the Cabral household on I think draft uh, draft day, man. That sounds like, those, those cream corn pancakes got me. Those got me drooling, man. I wanna I wanna try oh, some yeah. of those, man. Those sound delicious. Oh, yeah. I, I I haven't had them in so long, and anytime I try and recreate it, it just ends up not turning out the same way. And it's like, damn it, I just I need to get the right way to, to do it. And I just, no matter how many times I watch her make it, I can't figure out how she does it and how she gets it to taste the way she does. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of like Steph Curry drilling a 35 footer. Yeah, yeah. You can watch him do yeah. it. You can do it, but it's just, you just have to have the skill and grandmothers usually have that yep. touch. Hey Cole, fantastic career. And I can't wait to watch you do this thing at the next level for years to come. Stay humble, stay hungry, be blessed. And we appreciate you joining us here on the C2P. Thank you guys very much. Um, uh, it's honored to, to be on the show with you guys. Uh, thank you guys very much. Excellent stuff. Once again, Cole Cabral, the standout. And he talked about his versatility. I mean, this kid, he's an interchangeable piece. And the more things you can bring to the table, the more value you are to a team. I mean, this dude's going to be a valuable guy. And he is going to be one of these guys I think you see uh, play and, and earn and carve out a long, successful career in the National Football League. And you watch his college tape. And uh, I thought he had a great shrine week. I thought he was down there doing a lot of positive things. As always, we appreciate you stopping by and joining us here on the C2P. This has been a C2P exclusive.